where did the time go? I miss her loving you, where did the time go? Hey, baby, baby, see this girl, take my eyes, I'm go slow, You know I spend a lot of time with you. Million dollar trips to me, true. Paid a lot of attention, but didn't get it right back. And you know you would get, we get stop. This your busy body, we get, we get stop. It's to kill a man, Health, health check. <laughs> Yo, so thank you so much for pulling up, bro. Um, of course, bro. Anytime. Yeah, always appreciate it. And we can really just jump straight into it. I think yeah. the first question I have for you is where does the name Tobias Stout Wave come from? Okay, so um, the thing is, it's actually when you pronounce it, it's just Tobias because gotcha. the wave, the wave part is a format. Um, I've, I've had a, I've had a weird relationship with names <laughs> for the longest time. So, yeah. um, I initially used to go by TITG and people would like butcher it, like Tika, TITG, I'm like, bruh, like it's TITG, it's an acronym. And after a while I was like evolving like sound wise. So I was like, I need a new name. Like, this is like a new, like face in my music you know journey so mm. i was like you know what like I, I, people like have called me tobias for the longest time so why not just go by tobias but like i wanted to be able to you know stand out when you search me up so i was like you know what let me add something unique to my name so that like when you look me up it comes up so i was like wave because i it's like a music format an audio format and um it just sounds cool just looks cool. So I was like, Tobias, you know, Tobias that wave. So weird. So do you, so it's officially Tobias, but how do you feel about when people call you Tobias that wave? Uh, I, it doesn't, like, bro, I've accepted it, man. I can't even, uh, <laughs> like, it's all good. Um, yeah. And the more I, the more I get myself out there, the more I'll be able to let people know. So it'll become a thing of if you know, you know. You get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, you mentioned the the name also being uh, a, a phase change. What yeah. would you say was the phase of TITG and how does it differ from who you are now as an artist? Um, I would say TITG was more of a rapper, if anything, if, if you get what I mean. Like Tobias... Now, for me, it's like I produce now. I sing more on my songs. Um, I'm like mixing my songs, you know. And so I feel like Tobias is just like a more mature version of who I was before. Now I don't really rap, not because I don't like to, but because I feel like I limit myself when it comes to making music by rapping. Like there's only a set amount of bars I can pull off, bro. Like not, I'm not trying to doubt myself, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like with singing, there's a lot more you can do, you know. With rapping, it's like da 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 da. You know, with singing, you can always find new ways to manipulate your vocals, you know. So yeah, um, that's like the main difference in both um, the two personas, I would say. Word. And I mean, this is a conversation I'll be having with my friends sometimes, but yeah. like what then is sort of like the line between singing and rapping because they can both be so much facts um that's the thing bro i feel like with rapping 
there's a lot more seriousness like attached to it you know like you're a rapper even though like now you know nowadays we have like you know the whole mumble rap the whole new new school wave like yeet and all these like you know talented guys like it's now for me i don't know like i just i just rap has just always been something that's like serious like for example when i drop damn to buy it's like man i really put in work like when i was <laughs> when i was recording that like album i was like rapping i had to make sure like my bars like came out well because like it was people are gonna that's what they're gonna listen for when they hear those kind of beats you know but like when it's time to sing you can just be as wavy you know you know sing like sing for the ladies i that's why i started you know singing more because i felt like that was my way of communicating more with um you know the female audience that I would like to capture. Word. <laughs> that makes Word. sense. Yeah, and um, not to harp too much on the the names. But yeah, yeah. For you, is there a difference between Toby and Tobias Stout Wave, or I guess Tobias, or mm-hmm. are they the same person? Uh, I'd say Tobias is more. Uh, out like it's more of the extrovert if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah. toby is reserved but like that's the thing like when people when people get put onto my music they're like oh that's you because they hear what i'm talking about and they're like yeah nah this guy's too quiet to you know but like that's the thing my music is how i'm able to express myself mm. because i'm very reserved like i don't i don't go out i like to stay to my keep to myself, make my music, you know, mind my business. And so um, Tobias is, that's where, that's how I'm able to tell my stories, you know, my experiences and stuff is through Tobias. So Tobias is the loud version of Toby almost. Yeah, 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 exactly. Got you. And as an artist, how is that process of finding your voice of finding your loudness if Toby isn't necessarily the extroverted one? if your default isn't necessarily that loud? Um, for me, it's it's when I'm recording, like when I'm working on music, like I'm in this like space where after a while, when I'm playing it back, I'm like, yo, like I actually made this, but like that's not me making it. It's who I've always wanted to be that's making it. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I feel just like with music, I get to say things that I would normally not say or like normally not like write about if I was a writer, like singing, it just makes it more. And that's what I'm trying to do with um, Diary Diary of a Lover Boy 2 that I'm dropping this summer. Like it's just straight wavy music, but like the lyrics are, I talk about like my experiences, but it's such a catchy yet like emotional, you know, Afro R and B way, like it's just, it's about to be, it's about to be fire. I'm so excited. Excited, yeah. Um, so if you had three adjectives to define, to describe Tobias, what would those be? Um, I'd say quiet, but still, like, um, I'd say, man. That that that's a that's a good question. But yeah, like before I, before I answer it, can I just say one thing? Um, no worry, bro. I like to be felt, not seen. So I don't know if 
we can find some adjectives to pull that can be attached to that phrase I just mm. said. But like, um, so like, I'd say bold, but yeah. like still like slick, you know, like that's yeah. just what my pen game's like. And my pen game reflects who I am as a person, you know. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I'd say quiet, but slick. I move with precision. You know, I'm very stealthy. Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> wow. that, 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 like, what did you say specifically? Like, heard but not seen? Or am I, am I missing? Yeah. Like, I'm, I want to be felt, felt, right. not seen. Right. Yeah. And how does that work within um, creating music? And the idea of, of being felt is obviously, like, the goal of art to, to communicate yeah. emotion. But mm-hmm. within instrumentation and vocals, how, how do you communicate that? And how do you really get that point across? Okay, so let me give you an example of somebody that does it well and who definitely someone I look up to in the industry. Um, two people, actually, Party Next Door and Frank Ocean. Their music, you see, with those two acts, they're felt more than they're seen, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they're so reserved, so quiet that it's their music that speaks for themselves. A lot of the things we know about them is from their music, not even them, because they rarely do interviews. Like, what you talk about, you know, how can you make it relatable to your audience, you know? That's why artists like Drake thrive so well early on, you know, back in the day when he was still making that music that we all love him for. Like, how is it, why is it that, like, when you hear a Drake song, you can kind of attach it to a past memory that you've, has happened to you before. And it's not just you. A million other people can do the same thing. That's you being felt. You know, you get what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. So it's it's all about like, you see with Drake's music, it's more dark. It's very uh, emotional. It's like nighttime drive. You know, with P&D, it's the same vibe. Like, it's just, it's all about picking the right sounds that, can tap into other people's like you know mind you know but i don't want to i'm getting too deep i don't want to get too deep (laughs) because but yeah you get what i mean like it's all about like finding the right way to connect with people yeah musically yeah yeah um and just shifting shifting uh arenas a little bit yeah tell us a little bit about what growing up was like for you okay um, so I, growing up, I, well, I grew up in Nigeria till I was about 15. And then I came over to, I went to, I ended up going to boarding school in Maryland. And I, while I was in Nigeria, I also went to boarding school. And that was where I really found my love for music because I had always been the guy, like if all the boys are in the class, like trying to freestyle, I would be the one, you know, making the beats on the table. So I'd always like loved that feeling of creating. And so eventually um, my one friend Chimsy pulled up on me while we, when we just got back to school and he was like, yo, I have this beat my cousin made if you want it. And I, I took it. I wrote a song to it. That was the first song I'd ever like actually written. I'd always like done freestyles and Ooh. sent it to like girls I was crushing on, on like my Blackberry back in the day. <laughs> so <laughs> about how old were you? Like when that happened? I was like 12, 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yeah. Thank you. So that was pretty much how it all started. And then from there we started making more music and 
we would perform at like you know prom and all those like functions you would have like in boarding school and stuff and that was when i knew like yo like i legit see myself like this is what i want to do you know even if i'm not going to do it forever like i still want to be a part of this is like the life i want like being able to make people happy with art you know Mm. so yeah yeah that's like my story and now i'm i'm getting a a master's degree in leadership for creative enterprises because I feel like I want to work behind the scenes more as I get older in the music industry. I want to be able to like nurture talent, you know, help them bring yeah. their ideas to life pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, I think something that, that's interesting for me here is the idea of the life you want and yeah. music being that as well as Tobias that way or I should just say Tobias, uh, <laughs> being that person, being the loud version of Toby. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question there is, how do you see that relationship between music and creating the life you want? So the, so the thing is, the life I want has to happen with music. They go hand in hand, you know what I mean? The kind yeah. of life I want, I, I want a life where... Um, I'm not stressing about like, I just want to create, you know, I want to be able to rub minds together with the greatest people in the industry to be able to make music that people can cry to, you know, get lit to, you know, um, propose to get married to um, find their first love to like, you know, like that's for me, that's the kind of life I want where I don't even, people don't really even need to know, who I am, but like when they hear a song, they're like, that's Tobias, you know, like, you know, and yeah, yeah, that's pretty much, that's the life I want. I want to be able to, I still want to songwrite for people. I want to be able to do some A&R work eventually. And it's all surrounding music, just making people happy. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned growing up between Nigeria and Maryland. How yeah. would you say those different environments have influenced you? Man, like growing up in Nigeria made me sharp, bro. Cause when I came here, <laughs> like the whole vibe, the boarding school um difference was so vast. Like yeah. the boarding school I went to in Nigeria was not like the one I went to in Maryland. Oh my god. Like it was a lot more you cause I it was rough in Nigeria, like rough in the sense that like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you wake up in the morning, you can just go take a shower. Like you had to hustle, man. Yeah. So when I got here, I got time to relax. I could discover other parts of like, you know, my my passions. Like I was able when I was in Nigeria, I couldn't have a studio set up in my room in my dorm. That was not gonna happen. Like we had to like makeshift stuff late at night for us to make it work. If I was in boarding school, like I found myself recording in between classes, after classes, over the weekend. Like in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, in the U.S., exactly. So, like, the freedom I got allowed me to find myself, essentially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How did the sharpness of Nigeria shape you? Man, I could, <laughs> I knew how to, like, finesse my way out of stuff. Like, even, like, when I'm talking to, because I learned from, a, I learned early on that, like, you know, there's a lot of drama in high school. <laughs> but, like, when I was yeah. in Nige, when I was in Nige, it wasn't really like that because, man, everyone just minded their business. But, like, I get to high school, you know the way typical teenagers are. You know, everyone's looking for the next new, like, what's the next gossip? And so, like, 
being able to know who to tell your stories to, you know, that's why I, I guess I, I found out that like, if I could talk about like my relationship with women in my music, I wouldn't have to say much to people in person. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why, and man, I keep reverting back to Diary of a Lover Boy 2. Bro, I am so excited because this is definitely my best work. Yeah. Um, and it's just so, it's music. I remember one of my very good friends that like has played a huge role in the whole process. We were listening to um, what we have so far because we're still trying to add some finishing touches. And he was like, yo, bro, this makes me want to drive at night with a girl I like and just in the summer, just top down driving around like on the highway and just vibing. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want people to do this summer to my music. Like yeah. we've been locked up for so long that like, this is actually the first summer where like, yeah, even, I know COVID is still, you know, out there and we still need to be careful, but like, it, like we've gotten used to it that now we can feel alive again, you know? Mm, yeah. And, and this is like the best time to drop music. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and in thinking of also those those places, like what feels like home for you? What's the concept of home for you? Um, home is anywhere I can create. So right now, like that's the thing. And just, I feel like I've always been a nomad since I've been like little. I've Barely, I stayed at home maybe for like the first 10, 11 years of my life. Then I went off to boarding school. And then after that, I went off to boarding school in Maryland. And Maryland became like my home because that was where I, you know, started really finding myself musically. And then after that, I went to Pennsylvania. And then Pennsylvania was where I really knew, yeah, music was really what I wanted to do. I was mixing for people. I was collaborating. I was, you know, getting, I was really putting myself out there performing and then now I'm, I'm in Chicago and it's like, this is where I recorded my best music. So home for me is just anywhere where I can be myself, feel happy, you know, grow, learn, make all these experiences because I don't, yeah, I'm from Nigeria, but like I've just been all over that I can't really call one place home physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And would you, ever, would you ever consider making music devoted to a place? Or um, if that's something you've done before? That's the thing, bro. So someone was telling me that like one of the ways as an artist that you can really um, capture the attention of an audience is by making music about a specific place or like shouting out a specific place. But like, bro, as I said, I'm a nomad, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so many different places I could shout out that like, I would much rather just like speak more to people individually, you know what I mean? And not just like as a place because my music mostly just talks about like relationships, like my experiences with people I'm getting to know, women I'm getting to know and stuff like that. So um, I can't really make it about a place. It has to be more about people. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say inspires your sound? Oof, man, uh, definitely, definitely the the boys from Canada for sure. Party Next Door, <laughs> The Weeknd, Drake, Roy Woods, um, Santi, uh, um, his close um, partners, GMK and Genio. Like for me, it's 
man, there's so many people that inspire my music that I, and that's why like when I'm working on something, I always have to make a playlist of what I want it to sound like, you know, what my project, what I would, if I could be the ones that wrote those songs in the playlist, how would I make it sound like in my own album, you know? So like mm. Gabzi is another person I've been really listening to the past like year and a half. And um, yeah, so those guys really inspire my sound. People that like, because, man, there's nothing greater than making people get in their bag, bro. Like, as an artist, like, just getting people to be in their feelings, man, that's... It's nothing matches that, like, seeing the emotion in their face. It's, it's crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah. But that's super interesting that you mentioned having playlists while you create create as, a, some, as some sort of mood board. As yeah. Like, is that, like, a recurring pattern in your creative process? Um... Yeah, for the most part, I that's what I that's how I get my bodies of work done. It's I because me, man, I can't go to bed without listening to music. I, I wake up in the morning, I'm listening to music. I'm on my way to school, I'm listening to music. So for me, when I then come back home and I'm like, all right, I want to make a beat. It's like the first thing I start to feel in my head, like, all right, let me make a beat. What have I been listening to? All right, how can I? How can I vibe off what these guys have done and give my own twist, like make my own version of it, you know, talk about my own, say my own piece. And yeah, so frequently, definitely I have, I find myself deleting my playlist as soon as like the projects are done because I, I need to move on, you know, find the next, um, you know, the next new sound that I really want to master. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense that the boys from Canada are influences because of that being like the place of no places, just mm. the multicultural hub. Exactly. Of, like nomadism um, and just existing with so many different cultures. Facts. Like, I feel like Canada, if I was, if I could be from anywhere, that's where I would have loved to be from, you know? Mm. Or if I could live anywhere right now, it would definitely be Canada because. Man, it's just a melting pot, Toronto especially, a melting yeah. pot of cultures. And that's what I try to, with my music, I try to grab influences from all over because then you can appeal to a wider range of people, you know? Yeah. And that's why those guys, that's why people like The Weeknd, Drake, Party, like they have, if you look at their fan base, it's just, it's so diverse, you know? It's because their music it stretches along all, like a lot of genres. Drake especially, being the um, (laughs) man he is. Yeah. And um, this question's a little little uncanny, but if you had to give your your sound a color, what would it be? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's that's making making me think. Damn. Um, If I could give it a color, I would say, like, pastel pink. Mm. yeah i don't know i'm not gonna lie Sean. that's my favorite color so (laughs) (laughs) i might be a little biased but um i mean yeah yeah it makes sense because like also what becomes your favorite is like a part of your taste that would Mm -hmm. come out in your music too thanks but i I see it i see it i see it Um, and you mentioned of course that huge like Toronto conglomerate of artists being influences 
are there any other people you grew up listening to or like influences from music that you may not have not even picked yourself but just in environments you were in where that music was played that could have influenced you yeah um definitely my dad um always played a lot of like old school r&b marvin gay um teddy pendergrass even like up to even the early 2000s he was always spinning like you know nelly ja rule like ashanti i grew up listening to those songs that got you in your bag, but you could still like get lit to like, you know, T-Pain, I'm Sprung. Um, yeah. You know, like that was the kind of music that I found myself, like when I didn't have any control over what I was listening to, like that was the kind of like stuff people around me were bumping growing up. And I guess, cause my dad always says this story that when I was like really young, before I could even talk, that I was always, there was a Buster Rhymes song that I would always like try to sing every time like and that just now it makes sense like wow okay full circle like now i'm out here trying to make music too you yeah. know yeah. yeah um and you mentioned really enjoying the emotion you brought out from people through your music how do you can you walk us through like examples of witnessing that whether it's like while creating cooking up with someone or like mm. live performances when does that occur to you and when and how does um, that feel so it's for example i when i'm working on music i like to call my close friends when i can and i send them the song and i'm like yo actually can you play it while we're on facetime i want to get your reaction like that's just the kind of that's the kind of friend i am like you have to react here now like yeah. so um they start playing it on their speakers on their end and they start hearing the song and then they're like, yo, what? Yo, nah, bro, this is hard. Like, yo, yo. And they like, they the, the excitement that I can see in their eyes, the joy it brings, like, man, it's so unmatched. Like, and they're like, yo, when is this dropping? I'm like, nah, I gotta wait. I'll be like, you know what? Um, I'll drop it next week or maybe two weeks from now. But then I know I'm just lying to them so that they get off my back and they would not <laughs> get off my back, bro. No one is Facts, like, so stuff like that. Like, for example, like, I would um, either send text somebody a, a demo I'm working on and like their reaction over text to some of them, you can just tell like it's real, you know, like, yeah. and um, yeah, that, that brings me the most joy. And that's why even before I send anything to anybody, I have to make sure that I'm happy with what it sounds like in that moment, because if I'm not happy, I don't expect anyone else to like it. And I've, I mean, there's some cases where people have liked something I don't like, and then eventually it grows on me. And it's like, okay, okay, I see. I see why you guys like it. Because, you know, as an artist, you can't help but be hard on yourself. Yeah. 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 And in that same vein of conversation of being hard on yourself and also, you know, not really knowing when things are releasing, how do mm -hmm. you know when a song is complete or a piece of work is complete? Um man once i have um, for my bodies of work once i have all these songs like mixed and mastered up to the best that they can sound i then listen to everything in sequence and once i'm like oh, right i need to run it back again that's when i know like it's ready you know when i'm like yo i can't wait i'm like constantly that's all i'm playing like that's all i'm playing even like right now like all i've been listening to now is what i'm about to drop because we're literally about to wrap it up and um, I should be dropping sometime in the summer. I don't want to give too much away. 
Yeah, nah, it's uh man, it's about to be it's about to, it's about to be mad. It's about to be lit, bro. Yeah. That's uh, sick. Yeah. That's sick. Um and for you, can you describe sort of like the emotion you go through, not what's what you're giving to other people, but what goes through you when you create a song? And would you say that it is usually paralleled in other people? Um well so sometimes when I'm making a song, man, like I could be really upset, like sad. And, but the fact that I, when I play it back for people and they like it, it makes me happy that, man, I can turn my own mishappenings, my own, you know, sadness into joy for other people. Cause I'm more of a giver, you know what I mean? So a lot of what I do with my music is I'm doing it more for people. You know, I just, man, it's just, man, it's just so beautiful, bro. Like, how can you not enjoy making people happy? Like, by making yeah. music, like, there's nothing wavier than that. Like, bro, you sit in the studio, you talk about your life, you talk about stories, you, you can be creative, you know, add some imagination, you know, put some sauce on it and serve it to people. And like, you're getting people lit. People are literally falling in love to your music. Like, people are getting happy, they're getting hyped, getting drunk, faded, you know, like, <laughs> what more yeah. could you ask for? <laughs> Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Um, and how would you say you personally as an artist improve? What is your process of getting better in terms of, I, I guess we can start with that before we sort of try to dissect it. Yeah. So for me, I, I can't make the same, I can't do the same project twice. You know what I mean? I can't make the same like body of work twice. I always with each body of work, I have to evolve. Either it's through like what I can do production wise, what I can do songwriting wise, what I can do vocally. Like I have to keep pushing myself because if I don't do that, I'm literally limiting what I could possibly become, you know? Yeah. So for example, when I dropped Damn Tobias, like I knew I pushed myself because man, I'd never really um, produce like yeah I'd, I'd started producing at that point but like man this was like not even like some R, uh, r&b like chill stuff this was like trap beats like so um obviously with the help of my friends you know and collaborators we really brought it to life and that was when i knew all right yeah i've really grown because this time two three years ago i never would have imagined i was like be full-on producing a lot of my music mm. yeah yeah and as an artist, how does that thought process of dividing between the past, present, and future work for you and thinking of looking at yourself from the past and how you've grown, being in the present, making music, and thinking about like where do you want to be, where do you think you usually stand in thinking about time? Hmm. Um, man, I would say, so I write about the past and the present in hopes that I can make my future better. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So I, that's how I, that's how I, that's for me, that's my whole like mantra. Like that's how I, I go, that's what I live by. Um, yeah. You know, you take L's, you, you live and you learn, but you do that in the moment. So how can I make myself better in the moment? But you know, that future me would be happier about, you know, that's pretty much what I try to do. And in terms of my music, that's how it is too. Like, yeah, I need to talk about things that have happened but I need to make sure that it sounds good enough for what people are really into now. And how can I start to like get on a wave that people are gonna catch up to? Like my songs are extremely short. 
Like, why is that? Because I feel like we're technology is just getting so much more advanced that like, man, no one has time to be listening to a three minute song. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's be real here. A lot of with TikTok and all this, like people's attention spans are like, you know, fading quickly. They need the next new hit, the next, the next fix. <laughs> yeah. For a lack of a better word. Yeah. And what would you say you as an artist see your greatest go right now? Because you do do so much within like your voice range, your beat selection, your creation, your bars. What is yeah. your favorite part about Tobias? Ah, uh, man, I'd definitely say the, the, the singing, like being in the songwriting aspect, like mm-hmm. being able, cause man, like I don't cap in my rap, bro. You know what I mean? Like, especially, okay, let me know, Lysha. Like when I was younger, high school days of course you know i never i never really i wasn't really drinking henny back then but i found myself <laughs> rapping about henny so much yeah <laughs> like, bro, like yeah exactly and now like bro i'm i'm out here i'm actually just made a mimosa even though it's not the same thing like you know what i mean like i'm rapping about now i talk about stuff that like because i've experienced so much it's easier to be truthful now i have to make all that's left is trying to make it catchy catchy enough for people to keep saying and um, yeah, so I would say my songwriting definitely, and that's something I've really improved on from really, you know, studying the people I look up to, Gabzi, um, PND, Drake, of course, Santi, like those people really, they're, they, they really know their, their craft. And mm. I just, I just really, I need to get in the studio with them someday. That would, that would definitely make my, that would Continuing make my, to create that future. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just shifting topics specifically on down to advice, I know we've talked about it a little bit earlier, Yeah. but for me personally, like as a listener fan, um, it definitely does, I think, hit a wider range of music mm-hmm. and there's a lot more, I think of Tobias honing in to like grime and trap as well as staying true to Afrobeats. Like what, from the creation perspective, has led to damn Tobias? Um, it was, so for me, I really, really made that project just so I could display my many, um, how, like what I can really do, like giving the right, like time, the right, like um, the right moment. Like, bro, I produced, sang, rap, so many different genres on that project. And that was me just trying to show people that like, man, this is why I don't put myself in a box because, yeah, like I, I found people telling me, yo, bro, you need to make more Afro beats, bro. You need to rap more, bro. You need to sing more. So I was like, bro, you know what? Let me just make, let me make a body of work that has a bit of everything, you know, yeah. on, on the, on the track list. And that was what I did. That was how that whole process came about. Yeah, and that's and that's why it's even called Damn Tobias because like yeah, it's my tag, but it's like damn, like all right, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is there any limits to your exploration? Like, can we expect a country Tobias soon? Ah, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about country, but but. <laughs> But I will say, like, bro, like, I feel like I remember there was a day I was talking to one of my friends. It even made me, it made me post up my story. Like, bro, there's I, the range. There's no genre I haven't touched. Like, alternative pop, I've done it, bro. Like, rap, I've done it. R and B, I've done it. Afro beats, I've done it. Like, 
Um, so the only thing is country, like even like EDM, I would say that's the next thing I really want to, I want to make mm. house music, you know, I want to make, and for me, I feel like I, it's, for me, it'll be easy, bro. It'll be so easy. I just need to find the right, like the people that know their shit, you know, in that, in that genre to work with. Yeah. Like if I'm in a studio with Calvin Harris, come on, bro. <laughs> that shit go crazy. Uh, um, and is there a specific genre that really feels like where you should be or a specific genre like where you're doing it like this is yeah not your comfort zone but like your bread and butter Mm. i'll definitely say like okay so bro if you had asked me this question two years ago or maybe a year and a half ago i'd have said definitely r&b but it's more afro r&b you know what i mean like that man like i'm nigerian man like that shit is in my blood like so it just comes so easy that like that's why for some time i shied away from making it because i was like bro that's like it's like going to an under 15 tournament as a 21 year old bro like (laughs) like like, bro what are you looking for there like it's like nah that's too easy like i want to push myself let me like let me make rap music let me make r&b music let me let me go into that like diy claro you know um panic at the disco let me go into those realms and um now like i was like you know what okay yeah i've done that i've experienced it now people know that i can do it so let me get back to making music that even i would be comfortable you know releasing without having to worry about like oh did i do it right Mm. oh did i you know in terms of all the other songs that come from this genre did i did i do a good job but after R&B, man, like, man, if you don't like the vibe, that's your business. <laughs> there's always people that will feel it, you know? Yeah. And does it feel like there's anywhere you specifically want to improve in right now? Um, I'll definitely say getting myself out there more. Mm. People have said it, like, yo, your music is great, bro. You just need to promote yourself more, promote yourself more. But, like... That's the thing also. Yeah, Tobias is the one making the music and stuff, but even all in all, I'm still very like low key, you know. I just I don't I don't know. I just let my music speak for itself. And that's why people um I don't when I meet people, I don't tell them I make music. Most times people like hear from other people that I make music and that for me that makes me even more comfortable because then I could be like, Yeah, I do, you know. And then they ask, Oh, can I hear some? I'm like, All right, cool, yeah, I got you. I'm not going to be like, yo, I make music. Like, check me out. Like, I know my music's good. All it takes, I just need, all it takes is one play, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And what else, if anything, do you see as outlets to creativity besides music? Or if music is really, like, all you need to be because it can be anything? Man. So, I'm also, like, I, so I might not seem like the kind of guy, but... I love pictures. I love films. Like I love like anything visual, like especially videos and pictures. I love film pictures. Like, man, I, I I'm investing. I'm actually gonna. That's like my next big thing. Like I want to start this summer. I'm gonna get like a VHS like uh, tape like recorder. I want to like start making more like videos. Like you know, documenting my life because like. I don't know. It's just so, it's nice. You know, you, and also with music, you could just get a video together, slap, 
a nice song that you've made already and it's just gonna look fire you know a video will always yeah. help a song sound better so yeah definitely those two visually those are the two spaces i want to tap into more yeah so can we expect like more music videos from you and yeah oh definitely before the year is over i for sure I, i'm definitely gonna put out a visual or two definitely from uh diary of a lover boy 2 for sure definitely there's a song on there i think it's the first song oh man <laughs> the first line of that song is definitely going to considering the right if i if hopefully people enjoy the project and i push it well enough like that first line is so like catchy i i feel like because i i know for i feel like you you know the song i'm talking about if i if i say the line you know what i'm talking about but just for the sake of whoever's gonna you know yeah. listening or who's listening right now yeah gotta keep the surprise for them. yes gotta move all elusive yeah um and you mentioned earlier how down to bias became this 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 really embodiment of like damn tobias can really do all these sounds what is diary of a lover boy 2 going to be is it going to be oh he can really do this one sound well or can we expect more of the same um so it's okay so to be honest, sonically, I feel like I've tapped into a lot of subgenres in the Afro R&B genre. Like you're gonna get some like I'm a piano vibes, just a little. You're gonna get like more like Afro R&B where it's like it's making you groove, like you know, a Ducey type music. You're gonna get like it's gonna be it's a lot of like um, it's just me tapping into drawing, uh inspiration from a lot of people like Gabzi. Um, they're going to get some dance hall, like, you know what I mean? So it's, man, it's, yeah. it's a melting pot of so many vibes and with the, with the timing of everything, I feel like it's, there's no better time than the summertime to drop what I have. This, this sounds like one for the club. Bro, it's, bro, trust me, man. Like <laughs> I'm not even, man, I'm, I'm about to, I'm getting, we're in the mixing and mastering stages right now. So that's once that's done, whew. Man, I, I don't even know because, bro, I've been so patient, man. The old me would have would have put this out like immediately. I, I felt like it was done. Yeah, I'd have put it out, but like I know that this is my one shot to really capture, get a lot of people's attention, and I don't want to drop it and be like, oh, if only I had. I know I really wanted to do this, but I didn't end up doing it. If only I had done it, maybe the outcome would be different. I want to give it my all, you mm. know. So yeah. How do you balance that as, as an artist, as a human being who's inevitably busy with other things? Yeah, man, like, so that's the thing. I'm very, very reclusive, man. So if I'm not in school or, like, working, I'm literally, like, at home watching a documentary. Like, that's the thing, bro. Like, I find pleasure in the simplest, like, stress-free, like, things in life. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, I like to go on walks. Like just put my headphones in, go on a walk, come back, and if I'm really feeling it, talk, make music. Like a lot of, I went out a lot like early on when I was still like writing the project because um, Diary of a Lover Boy. I'm sure you can understand what the main theme is of the yeah. song, so like of, of what the project is. So yeah, like I did all that, but like I wasn't really like really comfortable. I enjoy having a good time, don't get me wrong. I love to get lit, but like I find more peace in being at home 
watching a nice documentary, putting on a nice movie. I like to watch a lot of like mafia. I'm really into that type of stuff too. So you can catch me watching Goodfellas any time of the day. <laughs> yeah. or, or the Sopranos. Oh man, so many. Yeah. And what is what is some of the messaging you think you try to get across your music? Is it usually just self-expression or is there something you want your audience to know? Uh, it's mostly self-expression and that like, man, uh, man, love is not easy. <laughs> yeah. You get like being, being in touch with your emotions or being the kind of person that like, you know, is not afraid to let people know how you feel through like your actions. Like, man, I write a lot of music about like, like, and I'm sure you, you be, you know, based off our relationship, you know, our friendship, you know that, like, my music is pretty much um, a reflection of, like, stuff that's happened, you know, I write yeah. songs about, like, I write songs about women, like, you know, beautiful women, you know, women that broken my heart, made me happy, and I, I don't know, I, for me, it's just, like, that's, like, my diary, like, music is how i able to, because I don't like to tell people about, like, what I go through, I go, what's wrong? Nah, I'd much rather write about it, you know, sing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's about to be. That's, man, music is, music is beautiful, especially when you're able to just be able to bring your ideas to life. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. That's how, true. how does it, how do you feel the gap is between idea and execution for you? Because I know some artists, can be so fun with the gap being so different especially as it changes yeah you say that your sound comes out as imagined or do you work with the changes um so i would say mostly how i imagine but when so bro like my my process pretty much is i like to i like to record alone i like to be by myself when i'm like making the foundation of my songs once I can get it up to a point where I feel like, all right, this is a good enough demo that people can understand what I'm trying to do, then I send it out to like my really close friends, Chimmy, Yoshi, Banks. Like I send it to a chef, like just a bunch of people that like I know would be able to like execute it better for me. You know, that's yeah. like how that's like my whole process. And um, they most times, you know, it's not every time that like they get it right in the first draft or like the first two drafts. We might actually have to go back and switch something out, or like they could be like, "Yo, bro, actually, bro, your version is all right, but like I feel like we could make it sound a lot better if we do it this way." So it's just, yeah, it's pretty much that's just the whole shebang, to be honest. About like idea and execution for me, it's like. I start working on a beat, then I, I never finish my beats before I start writing. I make it enough that I can record, and then I get on, I start messing around with the melodies, and I'm like, all right, so what do I want to talk about? Who do I want to talk about today? You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the whole, that's how it goes. That's dope. Those are really, that was super insightful. Thank you so Thank much you. for of course. taking the time, bro. Of course, bro. Thank you for having me. I, I always, I can never, um, what's it called, shy away. Like, that's the thing. When it comes to talking about, like, the whole process, how I get my stuff done, I can talk about it for days because it's just exciting. Like, you know, like, people yeah. want to know, like, how does, it, how does it work? Yeah. I'm excited for Diary of a Loverboy, too. <laughs> <laughs>
Ready for the for summer sure. job. Yeah, man. So I'd be lit. <laughs> yeah. And thanks so much. Without further ado. Of fire. course. Of course. Thank you, bro. Nice on the melody. Yeah, you as well.